Hey, congratulations. You found yourself tuned in to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Live podcast starring Mark Poulos. Recorded live every week from my basement. Well, hello, people. Uh, my name is Mark Poulos, and this is my podcast. I have uh, actually been interested in doing one of these for a while, so I'm glad I uh, actually got the equipment and uh, I'm able to do it. So um, this is the first podcast, and uh, I kind of figured for the first podcast I would do something a little strange, uh, you know, maybe to grab people, who knows. But uh, this first podcast is going to be dedicated to uh, my brother Tom. He uh, passed away last summer. And, uh, he was a really good guy. We, uh, I think I was like 13 and he was 17 and, uh, we came across this movie on HBO called, uh, Hawk the Slayer. And, uh, I don't know if anybody else is familiar with this movie. I doubt very highly. <laughs> it was released in 1980 and, uh, the only major star that the, uh, film had was, uh, Jack Palance. He played uh, uh, Voltan, uh, the evil guy. Well, I mean, let me tell you a little bit about the movie. This is kind of a very funny story. Uh, both me and my brother, we never read the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy thing. Um, so we started watching this movie, and we got kind of interested in it. You know, it's all the basic plot line of it is there's two brothers. One's good, one's bad. Uh, they're both fighting over a uh, thing called the Mind Sword. And uh, when Jack Palance starts wreaking havoc, um, Hawk, who is the uh, the good guy and possessor of the Mind Sword, has to put together his band of ruffians to uh, go after Voltan. And his, uh, his band of ruffians include a uh, arrow-firing elf... A uh, angry troll, uh, a, uh, a witch, and a uh, one uh, one-handed crossbow uh, enthusiast—I guess you would call him. Uh, so you can see the similarities there. I mean, when the first Lord of the Rings came out, and we both went to watch it. I mean, it was almost instantaneous when uh, they started to put together the group that were going to go to Mordor. And we both looked at each other and realized that Hawk the Slayer was pretty much a direct ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, if you get if you get a chance to see the movie, I'm gonna kind of go through it in this first podcast because it uh, it's just one of those really weird movies. I think for my second podcast, I'm gonna go through another strange film from my childhood with my brother. But uh, yeah, so basically. Uh, it's uh, the special effects in it are completely ridiculous. I think at one point uh, they want the witch to create a diversion, and I'm pretty sure she just started throwing glow in the dark super balls at everybody. <laughs> and uh, uh, it actually became kind of a tradition. Uh, and I don't know when it even started or how it started, but every Christmas Eve, uh, no matter what we were doing or where we were, we would always get together 
and uh, watch Hawk the Slayer on Christmas Eve. I mean, it sounds like such a an amazing Christmas film, <laughs> Hawk the Slayer. But I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you get involved in a tradition or or whatever, and it just became our thing. But, uh, yeah, so Hawk, uh, you know, I think some of the plot line revolved around... Uh, Hawk was in love with uh, some lady that he was going to get married to, and uh, Voltan uh, really wanted his woman, as uh, as the normal story goes. So uh, he showed up to the wedding just to ruin it. <laughs> and uh, at some point, uh, the 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 lady who was, I guess, kind of special, or she was a virgin, or whatever burns him in the face with a torch and that kind of carries through the whole film that uh he has this this burn on his face that's almost like magical that it never heals so he has to constantly go to uh some weirdo witch in the mountain for her to kind of heal it every once in a while uh or he kind of has so much pain uh just to give you a little background on voltan really good character so he uh so not only does he end up killing hawk's uh fiance uh which kind of starts the rift between them he uh he obviously never married because of uh his weirdo half burnt face and uh but apparently had a really uh Maternal, I think that's what it's called. Maternal instinct, like he really wanted a kid. So he uh, he did what uh, normal psychopaths do and uh, went into a town and just uh, stole a child and uh, decided to uh, raise it. Uh, he named the child Drago, a very normal uh, uh, weirdo psychopath son name, and. Uh, me and my brother were always in total agreement that the guy playing Drago was just a total douchebag. Uh, we weren't sure uh, what his uh, his uh, denomination or his background. He just had this weird accent that didn't really uh, follow any of the story. I mean, you listen to him talk, and you're you know, it's kind of it takes place obviously in the uh, like sixteen or seventeen hundreds or whenever. Uh, there was trolls and elves. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But, uh, yeah, Drago was just a real knob. And uh, he just had this weird accent. We were just like, he just, he was really strange. Kind of, We were kind of glad that he uh, got killed off in the second act. And spoiler alert. Uh, so, basically... Uh, one of the biggest things in this movie is uh, is the Mind Sword, which uh, shows up pretty early in the film. Both uh, Hawk and uh, Voltan uh, show up to get it at the same time. Uh, it's kind of a King Arthur, Sword in the Stone type of thing in the beginning. Of course, Voltan tries to pull it out, and he can't, and... Uh, turns out you need this uh this special gem to put into the handle of the sword and uh it's quite a an, a, an amazing scene of special effects so like 
the handle of the sword, the, the end of it is a closed fist. And uh, uh, when uh, Hawk comes in with the stone that activates the mind sword, uh, they do a close-up of the handle, and uh, the, the golden hand opens to accept the stone. And uh, it couldn't have looked more like a lady wearing a gold glove if they wanted to do that on purpose, because that's exactly what it looked like when they did the close-up and the, uh, the stone on a string flies across the room and the golden hand grasps the sword. And then, of course, Hawk gets the sword because he's the good guy. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the film is marked with a lot of uh, battle scenes. Some of them not really adding anything to the plot line or the storyline. Uh, the, the when they have to go get the, uh, the troll, he uh, has been accused of stealing and uh, these weirdo monks have decided that they're going to give him a Viking's funeral. So he's tied to a, uh, a wicker raft, and he's out in the uh, out in the water. And they all have fire arrows, and they're trying to start it on fire. It's a pretty uh, pretty funny scene because uh, as they fire the area the arrows towards the raft, they would all bow their heads and go brethren and then they would fire the arrows and that uh that became a big thing with me and my brother whenever we would just you know be at some gathering or something we'd always catch each other's eye and go brethren and we would know exactly what we were talking about uh i do like the uh the editing work with the uh, fast firing elf with his arrows which i'm pretty sure is just uh someone doing really fast edits because they uh they sh they always show him from afar and he's always uh, obviously in a tree because he's an elf and uh they'll fire arrow after arrow after arrow and it's just like he fires an arrow and it cuts and then he fires another arrow uh and that was always kind of a funny part of the movie i do like the uh the uh the one-handed uh uh, crossbow enthusiast because his crossbow which I thought was the coolest thing ever when I was 13 uh, had a reloadable clip of crossbow arrows which I don't think I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I'm not sure that actually existed in the 1700s a uh, crossbow that took a clip of arrows but you know most of this film you're kind of uh, suspending disbelief as they say uh, so the catalyst of the film, like why they get involved, is uh, so I'm trying to remember what the purpose of. But Voltan kidnaps an entire convent of nuns, which is obviously a normal thing when you uh, are pure evil. I think that was kind of the idea of the film: was Hawk was pure good, and and Voltan was pure evil. You know, classic story. So what, uh, what's like the worst thing that an evil person can do? And that's, uh, you know, take a bunch of nuns hostage and uh, beat them up and threaten them with swords. 
sounds like a real gem of a guy. Uh, so actually, the church uh, seeks him out to see if he can uh, he can come help them. So once they, uh, God, I'm just laughing thinking about it because once Hawk gets involved and uh, uh, he the um, Hawk is also wearing clothes that's very derivative of uh, Aragon, Aragon, uh, Aragon from the uh, the Lord of the Rings. He's got like this uh, green. Uh, shirt or armor or whatever. I mean, he looked exactly like when we were watching the movie, we were just howling in the film. We're like, how is it possible that the people that made Hawk the Slayer got away with completely ripping off everything from Lord of the Rings? I mean, I don't know how they didn't get sued, but, you know, probably had to do with that the film made like $87. I don't even know if it was released in the theaters. Um, I mean, if anything... Uh, go on YouTube and watch uh, the theatrical trailer for Hawk the Slayer, and you'll just be laughing your balls off. I uh, so uh, so Hawk finds his best friend, who's the uh, the fast shooting elf uh, arrowist, and uh, they set out on the quest to find the rest of the people in their uh, uh, their camp. So the first person they come upon is the witch. Uh, which we found out later turned out to be Patty Duke, which is a very strange side note. But uh, you could hardly tell because she wore a cloak through the whole film and uh, she had a uh, an amazing uh, <laughs> bandana or a, a blindfold that she wore over her eyes that had a central eye in the middle of it because apparently she had so so much power in her body that uh, she couldn't look at the world through her normal eyes. So she had to wear this uh, blindfold that had a drawn eye on it, apparently. So they find her first and let her know that they have to go find all these other people. So uh, she says that, you know, it'll be quicker uh, to use her teleporter. (laughs) So (laughs) it just makes me laugh thinking about it. So they go to her cave, and her teleporter basically consisted of two hula hoops swinging around the person, and then they would disappear in a cloud of smoke, and uh, they would go help. Because uh, apparently every single person that they went to get, because there was, uh, you know, the elf, the troll, the witch... Uh, the one-armed uh, crossbow guy, and then uh, they also had a giant um, who probably was just like six foot two, and the rest of them were like five foot tall, so he looked like a massive man. Um, so they would shoot to wherever these people were, and they were always in trouble. Like none of them were just like hanging out on their porch having a lemonade, and like, oh hey, what's up, Hawk? You in trouble? All right, let's head out. So, you know, they go to get the the dwarf. He's tied to a raft about to be lit on fire. They go to get the witch. She's tied to a tree, and a couple guys are trying to light her on fire. Uh, they go to get the elf, and uh, he was, like, in some kind of uh, shooting arrow contest with a couple robbers, and they didn't like it, so they knocked him out, and they were going to kill him or whatever. And then... Uh, 
I think the uh, I think the giant was the only guy that wasn't really in trouble, but he was still uh, uh, having a tough time. Like he wasn't just hanging around. Like there was a bunch of guys that wanted to fight him. So <laughs> one after another, they would get into these uh, this hula hooping transporter and uh, shoot off to another world to go get their uh, band of ruffians together to. Uh, uh, to fight people they uh, I think early on after they get the group together they have to go to uh, some river someplace to uh, take down some bad guy called the uh, god I can't remember oh they went there to try to figure out where Voltan was yeah and they ended up in some big fight <laughs> and uh, you know they're they're all getting in the mix you know the uh, the giant he wields a, uh, a giant hammer, uh, which I'm not exactly sure how Thor mixed into uh, Hawk the Slayer. But uh, so then the elf is firing his arrows and, you know, Hawk is uh, shooting his mind sword all over the place. And uh, Patty Duke is uh, throwing glow-in-the-dark Super Bowls at everybody. And uh, uh, I remember there was like one point, too, where she shot... Uh, smoke out of her like sleeves and I'm pretty sure she just dropped a bunch of smoke bombs uh, I mean the special effects in this film were absolutely ridiculous um, so obviously they go through a bunch of stuff a bunch of battle scenes and then uh, of course uh, so uh, Voltan ends up kidnapping one of the nuns and leaving and saying uh, that uh, he wants all the money in their coffers, which I don't really know what a coffer is. But uh, after a certain amount of time, like Hawk and his buddies get to the, the nunnery, or whatever they call it, convent. And, uh, you know, they're hanging out with the nuns because they're trying to figure out if uh, Voltan is going to come back and... Uh, and cause more havoc and they're trying to figure out where he went with the nun and stuff and uh for whatever reason one of the nuns feels like them being there is gonna basically seal uh their friend's fate so she obviously goes off and turns traitor like a nun and uh finds voltan and uh lets him in at the middle of the night so we're coming up on the uh, the climactic uh, uh, end of this uh, uh, lunatic film. Um, so they sneak in and they they uh, they set, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they set up some ridiculous like booby trap uh, uh, domino effect thing in the in the convent where the uh, the giant is tied to a uh, a pillar um and the uh the the dwarf is like on a table and if he moves wrong like a hammer hits him in the head and then a sword goes through the giant which in an effect like uh kills the elf i don't know it was completely ridiculous so they're all tied up and obviously all jack palance wants is 
to kill his brother because he feels like, you know, he took uh, his woman. Uh, his woman burned his face uh, so he could never love again. And he uh, was having problems dating with his half weird face. So he wants him dead, obviously. So uh, begin the epic uh, sword fight between uh, Hawk, uh, who I think is named uh, Terry Holt or something like that. I looked him up on IMDb last night because I was like, I wonder if this guy did anything after Hawk the Slayer. And I was actually pretty impressed with the length of his uh, IMDb uh, list of things that he did. He was on like... ER and he was on uh, uh, CSI and a bunch of other movies. Anyways, so now we've got the epic battle between Hawk and Voltan, brothers, one evil, one good. Uh, and Hawk in the film was probably like 25, and uh, uh, Jack Palance was probably in his 80s. I don't even know, <laughs> but it was just like this young dude sword fighting this old man with a. He had a. He always wore this helmet that was, you know, it was very uh, Phantom of the Opera because half of it covered his burnt face and the other half you could see his face. Um, so they have this uh, like epic sword fight between the uh, uh, all over the place, and in the midst of that, the giant and the elf and the dwarf all get free, and the doors burst open and. Uh, there's Patty Duke, who creates some kind of a uh, swirling cylinder that fires glow-in-the-dark Super Bowls. I don't know why they were so obsessed with glow-in-the-dark Super Bowls in this movie, but, uh, I mean, they showed up a, uh, uh, an amazing amount of times. So, I think, uh, I think somehow the dwarf gets killed, um... Uh, the elf, the giant, hawk, and the witch all make it, uh, and they uh, they kill. You know, hawk kills Jack Palance. Spoiler alert. However, I I was amazed <laughs> at the balls of the people that made this film, uh, because if you ever watch the film, uh, and I think you really should, because everybody needs to watch this film because it is that ridiculous uh but the balls on the people that made this film uh at the end of it they don't hint at a sequel it's not like kind of in the air they literally say there's going to be another movie and i was uh kind of disappointed uh you know because when me and my brother first saw the film, we were like, you know, 13 and 17. The internet wasn't really around. And, you know, we would kind of watch the movie every Christmas and stuff. And uh, when Google became really big, we both kind of the same day were like, you know, we should Google search and see if they ever did make a Hawk the Slayer 2 because that would be amazing, uh, which they never did. But, I mean, the sheer balls on these people, because at the end of the movie... After he's killed Jack Palance, uh, the evil witch shows up and uh, carries his dead body out of the church, uh, actually floats out, and uh, says, 
uh, something about your work's not done, so I got to reanimate you uh, so you can do more uh, silly shit. So then uh, uh, they cut to them burying the dwarf and making sure that he has a, a proper burial. And uh, they're just kind of hanging out. And uh, the uh, Patty Duke, the witch, literally says, There's a rustling in the East Hills. I believe you guys should check that out. And then they all kind of look at each other and they're like, What do you say? And the giant's like, Well, I'm up for a second adventure. And then they ride off together. And, you know, I, I just, I couldn't believe that, uh, that they had the, I mean, not since Back to the Future, which literally ended the movie with To Be Continued, as if, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis were like, you know, we are, we're, we're the top, okay? There's no way that this film is not going to do incredible and there's not going to be a second and a third Back to the Future. But for uh, uh, Hawk the Slayer, uh, the, uh, the Lord of the Rings of the 80s, for them to just blatantly say at the end of the film that we are going on a second adventure, so uh, keep your eye out. Uh, God, I just... I hope every day that there's somebody out there that... Uh, will just uh, remake that film <laughs> with current technology. But I think that would kind of ruin it, you know? Kind of how uh, Total Recall came out, and it was just a horrible film because, you know, it lost all the, the jokiness, and uh, it lost all the campy, uh, you know, sci-fi effects. It was just kind of kind of not the same film. So, so yeah, Hawk the Slayer... Jack Palance, Terry Holt, I think his name was. Epic battle of uh, good against evil. I mean, it was just the most ridiculous film. So if you get a chance, at least watch the uh, watch the trailer on uh, YouTube. And, uh, you know, if you've got the balls. I don't think it's on Netflix. I, I highly doubt that uh, Hawk the Slayer is on Netflix. You never know. I mean, with some of the weird shit that's on Netflix, I mean, you're always trying to find a movie, and you're like, when did, you know, Cameron Diaz and uh, and Billy Bob Thornton make a movie about cowboys? You're like, where the hell did this come out? So you never know. It might be on there. Just keep an eye out for it. But, uh, yeah, next... Uh, Next time I record a podcast, I'm going to uh, go through another gem from my uh, childhood. It uh, it was called Monster Squad, and uh, I'm going to talk through that one a little bit because, uh, like Hawk the Slayer, Monster Squad was like a huge thing, and and not even in my and my brother's childhood, my sister. Uh, became a huge fan of Monster Squad. Uh, so if you do tune in next time uh, to the podcast, I'd suggest finding Monster Squad and giving it a watch uh, so you can go along with uh, 
with the podcast about uh, Monster Squad. So uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed the uh, deconstruction of uh, Hawk the Slayer, one of the most amazing uh, films of my childhood and my brother's. And, uh, yeah, this will be the first Christmas that uh, I'll watch it by myself, which is going to be a pretty sad moment. But uh, I know he'll uh, be looking down and uh, and laughing with me at all the same silly-ass parts when the stupor balls start going flying and the uh, glow-in-the-dark hula hoops start spinning. And, yeah, man. What a weird-ass movie. And the fact that uh, it's played such an important part in uh, my life and my brother's life is uh, is pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, hope you guys in, uh, enjoyed this first podcast. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to put together a lot more of them for you. They're not all going to revolve around silly-ass movies from my uh, childhood. I'll probably... Uh, talk about a range of things but always try to keep it interesting and funny and uh keep you coming back wanting to listen to it so thanks for listening hope you had a good time and uh i will see you uh see you next time take care